Good morning and thank you for joining us on our special broadcast, a special tribute for Cardinal Anthony Sotev Fernandez. Yes, on Wednesday, shortly afternoon at around 12.35, Cardinal Sotev uh, left us after a battle with tongue cancer. He was 88. Now, we've had a lot of uh, information or, you know, people have been sharing a lot of uh, stories about his achievements and what he has, he has done uh, for us, for the church and for the church in Malaysia especially. And we know a lot about that. But in uh, today's tribute, we want to share the personal stories. We want to remember the man that he was, the priest, the pastor, the bishop, the cardinal and all his loving attributes, you know, all the touching stories. So we've got a few of his friends with us today, a family member as well. And also we want you to share your comments and your stories. So don't forget, uh, just put them down in the comment section. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, thank you for joining us this morning. The Funeral Mass will be live streamed online on the ArchKL YouTube uh, site. 
So that's at 10.30 a.m. this morning. So to take us there, we'll just be spending this time with you. Join us. You know, we still have about an hour and a half or so. So do tell your friends or family members, share this link out to them. Tell them to join us on this special tribute. Let's make this a memorable uh, memorable tribute for Cardinal Anthony Sotia Fernandez. You know, of course, when we heard the news, one of the things that we were really saddened about, not just about his passing, but the circumstances that we, we could not give him a grander farewell due to the circumstances of uh, the restrictions and COVID and stuff. So today we hope that we can uh, make this tribute a very special tribute on Catholics at home. And as usual, to join us, to, to join me to host this uh, tribute is Father Clarence Devadas, the director of the Catholic Research Center in Kuala Lumpur. Morning, Father. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on this tribute. And of course, uh, Father Clarence, a couple of days ago, you did uh, write an article about uh, Cardinal uh, Fernandez. Uh, maybe you can uh, just to start off, uh, you also attended the uh, wake. Uh, maybe you can just start off by uh, uh, telling us how how you felt when you went there and you know maybe just give us a, a glimpse of what the mood was like and what the chatter was about. Well, uh, maybe I just start off with saying, you know, I, I visited him just about an hour before he passed on uh, mm. at the home, you know. Mm. Uh, he looked very, I mean, very comfortable, you know, even though, I mean, he was not very, he wasn't conscious, you know, I couldn't respond to. Uh, so, looked very comfortable, you know, looked, uh, you know, not, not that he was in pain, you know, and I think that, that was a great consolation. Um, you know, this morning we had mass just among some of our priests. Uh, also, the other days, you know, just priests got together because of the situation that we are in. We are not able to take other people, like you mentioned, just a few people to celebrate mass. Uh, and I, th I think it was uh, sadness, uh, you know, of having because having lost uh, a cardinal, not just a cardinal, but a great human being. You know, and I think that's 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 the thing that a lot of people miss. You know, his his human qualities. Uh, I, I've shared many a times in different occasions uh, about his human qualities. And yeah, I wrote an article, just thought that I would share, you know, not so much about his achievements. And I think there's a lot about his achievements out there already. But mm -hmm. the man that I saw, you know, behind, behind, we call it behind the scenes or, or behind the cloak, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a man that, that I encountered many years ago. So sadness, yes. But also, I think sadness plus with gratitude to God uh, also for the gift of this person. Uh, and in some ways also being able to say thank you to God, you know, uh, for taking him uh, to, to release him of, of this human suffering that he was going through also. Um, mm -hmm. I guess the last couple of months would have been very difficult for him also. Um, even though he had a medical background, uh, he was a hospital assistant, but, you know, when you are sick, you know, it's not easy to cope and manage also. So, so there's a mixture of all these these emotions uh, yeah. that we all share. Yeah. And uh, speaking about mixture, you know, in your article, you mentioned a man of, uh, you know, what different paradoxes. And certainly that's, that's, that's very interesting because, uh, you know, yes, he was always uh, loving and gentle, but he can also be strict and uh, rep him on you, right? <laughs> yeah, you know. So I've seen him at different levels. You know, as a teenager, I saw him, I saw him once, you know. So mm. I saw the bishop. Uh, then, you know, as I moved on, uh, I became his seminarian. So I saw a different side of him. Mm. Then uh, became his priest. He ordained me, 
uh, you know, as you may have seen the picture of yes. on the day of my ordination. Uh, yeah, so I, I've seen him. Yeah, so this is, you know, <laughs> just after communion, uh, you know, we were seated and, and, and I, I wish I could remember what he was saying to me. And, uh, you know, I, you know, in all that excitement, I, I forgot what he actually said. He probably uh, said, hunch, hunch lower, Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the funny incident that I always had with him, you know, the height, you know, a uh, few of us who are taller, much taller than him. Uh, so we, yeah, yeah, as I shared in the story, that was the funniest incident that I, I, you know, maybe those who did not read it, I mean, I just very quickly, you know, we were standing yeah. in line for procession and then suddenly I, I felt a tap at the back and, uh, you know, so I, I just turned, I just turned and, you know, when you turn, you, you first thing is you look at your eye level and mm. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anybody <laughs> <laughs> look down at, and he was, he was there tapping on my shoulder and he mm. was so quick. He was so quick. He said, oh, and now I have to look up to you. He said, you know, uh, and like, luckily I, I had a, had a quick response. He said, Bishop, Bishop, I don't, I don't look down on you at all. So <laughs> quick recovery. Yeah. So. So that's the, the man, you know, of paradox. You could see him as a strict bishop, but yet mm. he had a funny side, you know. And I'm sure I, I mean, this morning we have also a family member, a grandniece uh, here with us. She will share another side of him that maybe I did not see, or you did not see, many people did not see, uh, that the mm. family saw. So that's why I say a man of paradoxes, uh, because there are so many sides to him. Um, mm. And each one complements and enriches the other. That's that's the thing I, I, I see uh, Mm -hmm. uh, about yeah and uh yes father we will certainly share more stories i'm sure you have more stories to share but uh you know let's uh we'll try and get more stories from uh, others first uh, and as we go along you know you can of course share other stories that uh, you have with uh, Cardinal. So just like to remind uh, those of you watching if you want to share your stories you know you want to share your comments you know your your condolences you can do it on our comment section just comment below and we'd like to hear from you if we have time we'll also read out some of those comments that we have but like i said we have uh, friends uh, father clarence mentioned a family member with us on the show uh, on this tribute today and also we have uh, father greg with us yes father greg uh, spiritual morning. son morning father morning, morning father clarence morning morning morning. Uh -huh. morning 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 father greg so father greg uh, you are known as the spiritual son of uh, Cardinal. Would you yes, like to tell yes. us about that? So, uh, when I was in the seminary, so uh, we had to choose a spiritual father. And uh, we chose, uh, at that time, Archbishop Soter, uh, but now Cardinal Soter, to be our spiritual father. So, he, so we had times like, we spent time like spiritual direction and all that. And we got to know that intimate side of him. But yet at the same time, as Father Clarence was saying, that paradoxical side, which was that he was strict. So uh, he taught um, liturgy. Huh? He taught us liturgical glimpses. And during this time, he was strict on the liturgy, but yet still very fatherly uh, in his approach to us. When we made a mistake, <clears throat> he would scold us. But then after that, he will soften down and then he will gradually, gently uh, correct you. And then he'll give you a pat on the back. La. He gave me, a, I had several pats because I made many mistakes. And he'll give me a pat on the back. Uh, ah, never mind, carry on, he says. And also during um, the times when we had confession, so especially when it came to certain times when we had uh, disagreements amongst our community, we had uh, little squabbles and all that. So I would bring it up to him in confession 
And the thing about um, Cardinal Sote was, yes, he would listen to you and then he would ask, are you just confessing to me or have you worked out your differences with your brother? And mm. so he was talking about not just confessing, but he would want us to go and seek uh, reconciliation, real reconciliation with our brother priests, our brother seminarians. And this was important for us because it also taught us uh, that we are actually all brothers. So uh, even though Pope uh, Francis has written about Fratelli Tutti, uh, uh, brothers all, the truth of the matter is Cardinal Sote was already living it before all of us uh, and showing us the example always. I have one beautiful story. This was when um, Archbishop at that time, uh, at the time he was Archbishop, he went to visit his uh, friend who was at that time um, his childhood friend. But his childhood friend was a Sami, a Pusari, and a, a Hindu priest. But the thing was, both of them knew each other during their childhood. And so what happened was when he went there, you could see both of them like all old friends, childhood friends, standing at the five-foot way, talking like they've known each other all their lives, which indeed they have, but in so close and so intimate a way because they knew each other for so long. And I think this is one of the few instances where I he sort of taught us through example uh, and how we should have our dialogue, how we should uh, have our dialogue. It was one of mutual trust, honesty, with one another and openness. So mm. he taught me a lot by the example of his life. And so, yes, I thank the Lord for the gift of Soter in my life and the gift of all our lives, especially those of us who are priests. Yeah, He was very, very gentle, very kind, mm. nice, very nice man, very affable, very modest, very humble. Mm. And Father Greg, uh, like you mentioned just now, as he was telling you about making uh, peace with your brother and confession, as we all know, his motto was uh, justice and peace and justice. That was something very uh, close to him. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, of course, interreligious uh, harmony mm -hmm. as well. And that's something that you are also uh, very passionate about, Father Greg. Um, yeah. so maybe you can tell us a bit about how he, were, how he would embrace all the other communities and, and other religions. Mm -hmm. So, as you know, he was, um, I think, the, the president of the MCC BHST, yeah? so mm -hmm. um, the Council of uh, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism, Christianity. I'm not sure the, the order, mm -hmm. but yes, he was very much that as well. So, mm -hmm. he always uh, encouraged dialogue, but when we always wanted um, a family kind of atmosphere, where we could dialogue and talk with one another, with openness. And he had always envisaged that and always encouraged that. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, uh, during the certain times in our history and our nation's history, uh, Cardinal did not uh, sit down, but rather he stood up for what was right. Uh, there was one particular incident where a particular minister was supposed to meet him. And uh, during this meeting, they, uh, they, the, uh, they couldn't meet him because there was a cancellation and postponement. So they postponed once. So he mm. came for the second meeting. They postponed a second time. And then finally, the third time, they still had to postpone the meeting. 
he actually went to speak to that minister and said, excuse me, you have given me three opportunities. Now you give me an opportunity to meet you and I want to see you. And uh, please fix another appointment where I can actually see you. And indeed, uh, that minister agreed. And he met uh, Cardinal that day uh, and that appointed time. Um, yes. So he can be firm. But yet at the same time, uh, for the other religions, he would be talking like a good friend. He would be talking intimately. Always that fatherly figure. I noticed the thing about him was his, that fatherly figure about him. The paternity of Soter was in the kindness he showed. The paternity of Soter was in the love he spoke, the honesty in which he spoke it, the integrity which went with it as well. I think very, that's very that, you know, uh, I think I mentioned in, in one of the paradoxes is small in stature, but can be very assertive when he wants to. You know, you cannot, uh, I, at least my experience, you, you, you know, he, he, I mean, he knows when to be assertive. And I think that was a, a very good quality. I mean, uh, sometimes assertiveness can be, can be associated with being arrogant. But you know it's completely opposite of of you know, and I think something for the Greg mentioned, and I, I and I think that's a very important point for him. I think he remembers friends, you know, from from very long ago. Uh, you've heard lots of people from his days in MCC, BC, HST, uh, you know, who have who have formed friendships with him that that have lasted. Lasted, uh, mm -hmm. and it's amazing, uh, you know, and his his knack for making friends. I guess, I guess he, I mean, he has that friendly face to go with it. Isn't it? I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, what was his face when he was angry? Cheeks will change color. The complexion of the cheeks will change color. He'll be slightly red uh, when he's angry. But it doesn't but, last long, like Father Greg said. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't last long. I remember yeah. he was angry with me for because I made a mistake, so he scolded me, which I richly deserved. But after that, he would feel sorry. Then once he will tap me on the shoulder and said, "Come, we go for ice cream." He said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, so that's him. That is him." Thanks for the Greg. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. Another side of him. Uh, you. you were with him in the seminary. I wasn't with him in the seminary, so you see another side of of uh, formator. Uh, yes, that's yes. another. Another of the, I guess the, the list of paradoxes can can we can go on, you know. Yeah. Everybody can, can add on to what I started off in. in yes, thank you, for the, uh, thank you for the thank you for the inspirational reflection. Thank you, Kevin. All right, thank you for, okay, for the great. You. Thank you. I take my leave. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Father Gregory, a spiritual son to. Cardinal Anthony Sotef Fernandez. Yes, that's right. On this special tribute, thank you for joining us. We want to share more uh, stories about a Cardinal. So, you know, if you have any stories, uh, do drop them in the comments box. We'd like to hear from you. We'd like to make this a memorable tribute for Cardinal. And just uh, looking at those who have joined us, you know, just like to say hello to Angela Vincent, Daniel Chong, Dan Tissera, Ang Lili, Linda, Monica. Uh, Feli, Christine, Mary Vanessa, Emily, thank you all for joining us. Yes, just let everybody know that we'll be uh, having this conversation, this special tribute broadcast uh, to take you through until the uh, when the funeral mass starts uh, live streaming. All right. 
And here we have uh, some uh, stories or comments from Raymond Jenner. We are Cardinal Sotes family in Australia. Wow, all the way from Australia. Thank you for joining us. We wish we could be there to farewell our uncle. We love him very dearly and will miss him. He has been a very important person in our lives. Certainly, you know, uh, we'll be having a, a, a family, member of the family sorry, on our tribute show today. So uh, do stay with us. We can't wait to hear from her. Also, Florence says, our cardinal is a humorous person. When I kissed the ring, he told me, don't leave the lipstick behind. <laughs> he blessed me in 2016 when I visited the home. He was active then and gave snap and gave snap of him as a cardinal. Is he a very humorous person, uh, Father Clarence? And he can be. He can be. Uh, when he wants to, he can be. You know, Very subtle. Sometimes dry mm -hmm. humor. Uh, you mm -hmm. need to be able to catch him. But uh, mm -hmm. it, it's quite interesting. Yeah, perhaps perhaps we 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 try and get one of the family members since we started off with with Raymond yeah. Jenner. Now, yeah. uh, maybe we see another side of him that that many of us uh, uh, had no uh, access to. So this yeah. morning we have uh, his grand niece, I believe, Catherine Jenner is. Hi, Catherine. Morning, Catherine. You need to unmute your. Ah, yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good morning, uh, Catherine. Good morning, morning, morning. morning, Catherine. So, Catherine, we'd like to hear some stories uh, about your your granduncle. <laughs> and you are uh, you are his grandniece, right? Yes. Uh, he is my paternal grandmother's brother. Mm. Yeah. So okay. yeah. So before you start, how do you all call him? How do you call him? Uh, Uncle Cardinal, <laughs> Uncle Bishop, what was what was it like in the home? <laughs> uh, actually, all of us called him Uncle Sota. Mm. Yeah, so because for my my parents, he's uncle, right? But we couldn't find a name for us grand nieces and nephews to call him, so we just followed and called him the same way, lah, Uncle mm. Sota. So like Raymond Jenner, he's uh he's a cousin, my cousin's husband, yeah. So in Australia, yeah. Right. Mm. So did you uh, see him often? Did you spend a lot of time with Cardinal? Um, yes, uh, actually after he retired, yes, we did get to spend a lot of uh, more time with him. Mm -hmm. uh, this is my whole family with him here at our home. He came and obviously when we met, it's always makan sessions. So I don't know whether uh, y'all remember, like if he likes to eat, uh, his eyes will go big, you know, when he talks about food. So uh, yeah, I what remember. Sort of, what sort of food did he like? Oh, he loved his Indian food and mm. Chinese food. Yeah, loved his Indian toses and yeah, toses lah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one time he called. Ah, spicy food, yeah. Mm. Uh, even when I think there was a time where he had to go to the dentist for some uh, uh, work on his teeth, uh, then he couldn't he couldn't chew. But when we went to the restaurant to have our meal together with him as a family, he still wanted to eat the food, but we had to blend it for him, and <laughs> he will he will enjoy it, lah. Yeah, so. That was the fun part about him enjoying his food. And I was watching some of the old videos. Uh, I think yesterday, the 25th anniversary, I saw him enjoying his food nicely. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. So, so in some ways, Catherine, I mean, I mean, because you call him uncle, but actually for you, he would be like like a grandpa, right? Grandfather. I mean, he would be, yeah. He'd be like a grandfather, and then to yeah. your to your daughter, uh, yeah, he be great grandfather. Um, yeah, great grandfather. Yeah. Uh, actually, how is, how is he like a grandfather and a great grandfather? Great. He as a grandfather, I think. Um, when I remember from those days when he was still Archbishop, he was actually a very strict person with us. Uh, he was um, always like, you know, you have to be on time to come and see me. I've got other appointments as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have we had to make appointments to see him. And uh, there were times like, where he would school and he doesn't like us to ask about his work. So all the time he would want to get updates from each of us but he will never give us a chance to ask him about what he's doing so uh, that was the great thing about him because he always just wanted to be with the family i think for him family was very important so whenever it was family time um it's all about just uh, getting updates about how are we all doing in the family lah. yeah and in terms yeah. of siblings, he has a brother, right? I know he has a brother. Yes, Uncle Tony, Cyprian. And uh, yeah, my grandmother, Mary, and Albert as well. Alfred, sorry. Albert, I've never met him before. <laughs> um, how he is as a grandfather, because we have never met both our grandfathers. So he and Uncle Tony have been our grandfathers, basically. So... Uh, I think after he retired, when he did get to spend more time with us, every phone call that we had, at the end of the phone call, he would say, I love you, ah. take care. Yeah, that was his uh, way of uh, uh, molly coddling us. Lah. He doesn't, he doesn't like manja manja and all that. Yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's one side. Because priests we never saw, actually. We never heard. I never heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, I think we have a picture of of him with his great grandniece, your daughter. Do we have Do we have the picture? Uh, I'm not sure if you're able to bring that up. Uh, yeah, maybe. I sent. Yeah, don't know. Uh, no. Actually, she just started to like say a few words. So uh, when we did visit him when he was sick, uh, she will always be shy la, to go to him. Ah, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was when she was three months. So uh, it was the first time that he met her. Yeah, and and whenever we brought her to visit him, he would always want to just talk to her only. Lah. The rest of us were invisible already <laughs> by that time. <laughs> yeah. Like any like any grandparent, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, na yeah. So, so natural it comes and, you know, and he's yeah. so, he so human in in those ways yeah. too. He was um he was also like the according like uh when my cousin shared on her Facebook post, um she said that he was often the glue that brought the family together. So whenever he called for our family gatherings, we would just drop or cancel whatever plans that we had to come together to meet. And it was a really blessed time la, to be with him. Yeah. If you had to pick some qualities that you that you learned from from Cardinal, uh, what do you think that would be? Um, I think uh, one thing that 
I am still doing till today is um, to have this very deep devotion for Mother Mary. Because one day I went to visit him and uh, he said, okay, come, take all these candles. And uh, he was going to go to the grotto. And it was something that he did every day where he would put line up all the candles in front of Mother Mary's statue and he would pray the memorari. And he told me that that is a very powerful prayer when you pray it. And I never realized the, uh, the importance of that prayer because we always sort of like rattle it <laughs> right after the rosary. But um, it's from him that I, I uh, found that this prayer is really powerful. And even during um, uh, when he was sick, uh, we used to pray that for him every day. So that's one thing I take back about him learning lah, about the faith. That's nice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we better, we better let you go because I know that you are going to go join your yeah. family. Uh, yeah. To, to watch the, the funeral live. Yeah, some uh, of us are at home. Some of us will be in the church. Yeah, mm. because of the yeah COVID, <laughs> the not, SOPs. Not, I'm sure it's very difficult for the family at this time not being able to say their yes. farewell. Him. Yeah, it is difficult. I think their um, main family are in Australia and UK as well, and they feel very sad that they are not able to be here together. Um, yeah. So anyway, but it's all in God's plan, I suppose. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I remember. I, I never share this when I went to visit uh, Cardinal in the University Hospital. He was on the fourth floor, and mm. your or your dad was on the fourth floor, and he was on the eleventh floor. Yes. Uh, the same hospital at the same time, not knowing that each other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nephew was in the hospital too. Yeah. yeah. My, my, sister, my, my sister shared that um, before he got discharged, like on the day he got discharged, he came over to actually pray for dad. Oh, um, okay. And then he left. He gave his blessing to dad. And then a few days uh, uh, after that, my dad also passed away. So. Uh, yeah, that was really beautiful. I mean, even in his pain, he's still able to come and be a gift of himself. Yeah. Thank I'll you very much. To the family. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. All of us at Catholic. Uh, Thank you, Father. Thank so you for joining us. Thank you for joining okay. us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, uh, if you're just uh, joining this special broadcast of our special tribute to Cardinal Anthony Sote Fernandez, uh, please do share this link. Uh, you know, tell your family and friends about it. You know, we're having this uh, lighthearted conversation, talking about Cardinal, sharing some personal stories. Uh, we'll have uh, some of his friends uh, coming on um, on this special tribute. Also, we have a couple of priests as well. So, you know, do share this link. Uh, tell your family and friends where they can watch it on Facebook also on our YouTube channel. And uh, don't forget the uh, live streaming of the Funeral Mass will be at 10.30 a.m. So we'll just be uh, discussing and sharing some stories all the way to take you through before we begin the Funeral Mass. And also just uh, for those of you who joined us, I'd like to say hello to Mary, Vanessa, Christine, uh, Daniel, Feli. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you have any comments or stories, you'd like to put them in the comment section, do put them in. A lot of us are also reading these comments and we can share them on the show. Just like uh, Dorothy, good morning, everyone. His eminence constantly emphasized on being. We must work on our being and not only on our doing. 
If God wanted us to only do things, he would have called us human doings, but we are human beings. Something to this effect, he certainly walked the talk in this area. Certainly he did, Father Clarence, right? Yeah, you know, I, I one of the things that I, I, I will remember also, you know, not like his motto, one of the things that he will always say is, uh, be, beget, be gone. You know, he will, he will always <laughs> say that, you know. So wherever you are, be the person you are, you know, mm. uh, and do what you are. And then when it's time to move, you move on. You know, mm. don't hold back, you know. Uh, I remember those words as a young seminarian. I don't know where, in what occasion he, yeah, he, he said that, uh, and many of us will, will remember that also, uh, him mm. saying that, yeah, mm. man of the moment. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe yeah. that's why he was very quick to, uh, you know, forget after he, you know, like you mentioned, you know, uh, very quick to, um, after his anger to, you know, uh, be gentle again and kind, you know, just say say what you want and then, you know, forget about it, move on. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I've seen that, I mean, even as a priest with him, uh, as a, you know, I mean, he has, you know, uh, I'm sure, I mean, he has, like many others, he has expressed his, sometimes his, his unhappiness on certain matters, but then it, it all passes very quickly. Mm. After a nice meal when we share a nice meal, <laughs> and it's, yeah, I'm sure we hear more stories afterwards about his love for food uh, while yes. he wasn't married to. Yes, this is the person he is. I think yeah, this is amazing that you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you like to read it? Uh, yep. And this is from Tony. I was surprised to receive a call from him just three weeks ago when he was still able to talk. He asked about my well-being and even when he himself was unwell. I tried to be brief, not wanting to occupy his time, but he asked me to stay on the line and prayed with me for a good 10 minutes. Yes, uh, he always, like you mentioned, he always um, asked about your well-being, your, your family, you know, and, and all that. It was very... The elderly and the sick were, I think, uh, one of the things that were, that were close to his heart, things that were mm. close to him. I also remember, you know, even when he first retired and then he... He moved when he was much better. When he moved into uh, Little Sisters of the Poor, uh, home for the aged, uh, I, I've seen him actually, you know, uh, feeding the other old people who are, mm. you know, not so mobile. You know, uh, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Even when he was not not so well himself. No, but that early, much earlier, much earlier. Oh, much earlier. Okay. Cancer. I mean, when he was a, when he was mobile himself, mm. but right. he retired and started living there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've seen him, you know cut up food for the person next to him. So, I mean, the, the you know, those are qualities are amazing, you know, even though he himself, you know, uh, probably needed help. But, yeah. you know, so the, what Tony just shared, him calling and even though he was sick and three weeks ago, he was already ill. Mm. Uh, and calling up and, you know, and inquiring and, and mm. that's, that's, yeah. So the being, that Dorothy talked about the being, the person is very important to him. Uh, more than anything else. Mm. Right. Okay, who else do we have? Uh, do we have anyone else uh, waiting in the studio backstage? Yeah, we have somebody. We have uh, a parishioner from, from uh, Cathedral of the Holy Spirit uh, in mm. Penang. As many of you know that uh, before moving to KL, he was the Bishop of Penang. Uh, that's where I first met him uh, as a young teenager uh, in his house, in a beautiful house in, on Bell Road. Uh, and this morning we have uh, Sam. Samuel. Good morning. Kupa. Morning, Sam. No, we are not able to hear you, Sam. Okay, sorry. I had to unmute ah. my mic. It's done. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, Clarence. 
nice to be here. And good morning. Uh, today morning, I've got some messages from the media ministry in the, from the cathedral. And some of the old timers who have been there for many years have also wanted me to pass on their message to the team, especially Lucille Das, who is very, very active uh, in uh, Herald, which is mm -hmm. also the brainchild of uh, our cardinal. Yeah. Okay, so she just sent a message out here. Going back to the 1980s, looking further back, I actually first met our cardinal in the 1980s, when together with my husband, Gregory, we helped in the Barsam Lecture translation for the Mass for him. This was a time when St. Xavier's Institution and uh, Convent Light Street girls and boys used to attend Mass in the Cathedral of Assumption. So he was determined to use Barsa Malaysia when he celebrated Mass for the students. He reasoned that there were more proficient in Barsa Malaysia in addition to the fact that BM is our national language. He was convinced that Barsa, he was convinced that Mass in Barsa Malaysia made the celebration more accessible and meaningful to them. So that was uh, something which I found uh, really good. And coming fast forward to 2019, when I was doing the photography for the last two events which he attended in Penang, the celebration of uh, Archbishop Emeritus, sorry, Bishop Emeritus uh, Savanaiga, he had mentioned to me that uh, you guys are very lucky that we have a lot of uh, new social media to do our work for us and uh, to spread the message, to spread the word of the Lord. But a few moments I got with him, he said, keep it up and go heavily into it and Facebook, website. And also he mentioned things like Instagram. So after that, the moment he mentioned that, I've been really pushing very hard and I pushed Father Joachim, we need to have Instagram from, mm. uh, cathedral, from the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. And true enough, 10 days before, the Cardinal passed on. We managed to launch the Instagram in uh, Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, mm. we're talking about, you know, we're talking about media, uh, you know, and I think, you know, this is a, a tribute to Cardinal Sote that when in the Archdiocese of Kuala Lumpur, when it first started the, the the media ministry, you know, you're talking about days before, long before podcasts and, and Instagram and Facebook, you know. Uh, where it was still real film or, or audio. I don't know whether Kevin remembers that or not. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had Chaya uh, Suara communication. Mm. Center. Yeah, very instrumental in setting that up and encouraging people to use that. Yeah, he himself was not tech savvy, but you know, but very encouraging. So I think your story resonates to what I've heard in the past. You know, even though uh, he's not, you know. Uh, I know when when he first got his iPad, you know, a lot of people had to help him with how to get things sorted out. Uh, you uh, can't find the, the bravery, the prayer book. Uh, you know, it keeps jumping here and there. And yeah, but it's amazing that uh, you know, even at this age, he's telling people, you know, you're lucky. And and I, I guess when he says you're lucky, means you know, use it to the best of your ability. I guess that's what he exactly. meant. Exactly, exactly. And there one more. There's another. What tribute from Lucille Das to uh, Cardinal. She had put mm -hmm. all his uh, alphabets out there, S-O-T-E-R, simple mm -hmm. and steady in his bearing, O for obedient and outreaching in his faith and works, T for truth and tenacious in every conciliation, E for energetic and enduring in his spirit, R for resolution and righteous in his credence by Lucille Das from the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit. Sam, can I, can I ask you? I mean, you met him in 2019, isn't it? Right. I mean, what is 
you know, what what struck you uh, about him, about wow. his personality? If you if I were to ask you if, if there are one one thing or two things that struck you and that you will remember, he, the simpleness and the kindness. He never had the air about him that I'm a cardinal. No? I'm just one of you guys. I'm just a servant of the Lord. That's the kind of attitude he had. He never had any. Uh, he never had a distance between him and the people. Anybody, all his old timers, all the old friends from from 1970s went up to him. They were talking to him. He remembered their names. He remembered every one of them. Sebastian Pillay, old timer from Cathedral. I remember the photograph I took of him. They were just talking as though we just met a few days ago. Long time no see, kind of thing. You know the kind of attitude he had. So that was the beautiful thing. He remembered all his old friends from the beauty part. Really amazing, you know. Yeah, certainly. He's also known as the people's bishop, uh, Father Clarence. You know, everything is about the people. And it doesn't matter, like you mentioned, if he doesn't know uh, how to use technology, but still, let's do it. Let's learn it and let's get it out there to communicate with the people, which is very important to Cardinal. Yeah, I think we, we just saw a picture of, of him at the, at the celebration, yeah, uh, of uh, Bishop Emeritus. Uh, mm. In this photograph, uh, Sebastian Francis, uh, Bishop Sebastian Francis, was missing because he was not available that day. And I think it's some other engagement somewhere else. That's why I couldn't put. If I had a bit more of technology, I would have immediately was like photoshopped uh, Bishop. Then it becomes fake news. That's not the <laughs> thing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Fake pictures also going around now. Yeah. yeah, but then I think I got I got uh, Cardinal and uh, Bishop Sebastian together in the previous time that was during the fiftieth uh, golden golden jubilee celebration for the cathedral. No? So I managed to get both of them together in that mm. uh, photograph. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, and I was really surprised that go on keep taking photographs. Uh, I didn't realize it'd be so useful at this time. You know, basically that mm. being the last event, last two mm. events, I would say. You no. Know? And uh, mm -hmm. we have a lot of memories out there. Thank God, uh, everything turned out beautiful, and we got some good memories to cherish of our cardinal. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Samuel. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for thank you for joining us all the way thank from you. Penang. Yes, uh, most welcome. From sharing, uh, wish we could have more people to share from Penang about these early days. But I'm sure at some other time you will have the opportunity. But thank you very much for for sharing your brief experience and. Uh, even encouraging us, you know, by what you said, to to prod along with our own media. Uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'll be great. Thank you. Okay, then. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Samuel you know, Gopal. I think hmm. you know we're talking about about you know his inter. I think he was one of the pioneers in in setting up uh, this uh, interreligious council and ecumenical. He was at the forefront, I believe. You know. And he, yeah. he said he had many friends in, in, in those areas. Uh, mm -hmm. We managed to get a, a short uh, uh, video uh, mm. of, uh, of the chief monk here uh, in the Buddhist Mahavihara. Mm. Uh, I mean, they have come to become friends and we asked him to share. Perhaps you could bring that up. Uh, uh, yep. to, uh, he was saddened to hear the passing away of his eminence, 
Anthony Sota Fernandes, first cardinal of the Malaysia. He was a great religious leader. He used to involve with many interfaith activities, religious activities, social activities and welfare activities. During that time, he used to come and visit and work together with my, the late teacher, Venerable Dr. K. C. Dhammananda. He was a very humble religious master. In one occasion, still I can remember, he, His Eminence, supposed to go out together with the, my late Chief Reverend. When they come out together, my late Chief Reverend wanted to wear his slippers, but immediately His Eminence came forward and helped him to wear the slippers. And he showed his humbleness to every one of us. Not only that, he was a really down-to-earth working together with an ordinary people. But today, we all miss him, Lord. We all pray for him to have a rest in peace. May we attain final salvation. Our special thanks there to the Buddhist leader there, a close friend of uh, Cardinal Sote. And yeah, like you said, Father Clarence, he was one of the pioneers for the interreligious uh, to have a dialogue and harmony. Also, I, I believe uh, he was in, very much involved in the setting up of the BECs and all the the, the structure in that. Would you say that he was a man who really looked like he was like a visionary and looked much to the uh, planning for the church in the years to come? You know, when, when we, we, we now talk about BECs and we talk about PMPC, all these words that we use, and, and he was in the thick of it all, you know, mm. uh, uh, in the 70s uh, in setting up, you know, the pastoral vision uh, for, for the church. Uh, and he was and very committed to it, and not just not just in Malaysia, not just Malaysia. He he he's remembered also among the Asian bishops very much, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, when he got ill, uh, you know, I, I also informed some of the Asian bishops, uh, and many of his friends were very saddened because they and there were quite a few actually. Uh, I'm not able to read them all uh, to to show them here, but quite a few who who have you know said that they will miss. His friendship, uh, uh, and I think he he made that uh, kind of a, a thing for himself, you know, uh, that that networking. You're talking about days before when he had emails or you know mm -hmm. Zoom calls, you know, when they networked in such a way and they made friends and and people remember him. Uh, a lot of his his friends uh, at the Asian level uh, remember him very fondly. And sometimes when I go for these meetings, um, they will ask about him. You know, uh, uh, they will ask also how is uh, how is Sote, you know, uh, you know, of course, then later on they asked about 
Murphy Pakiam. But you know, it's uh, it's amazing uh, the network of friends uh, that he built, uh, even in Asian level. Uh, these are days before emails and zooms and you know face to face face to face yeah you know and he used to go for all these meetings uh, and, and i think that's that's something and that you know uh bears testimony to the person he was you know yeah becs was his was his passion you know you talk about pc days etc uh, he would really brought into it and i think you know i think i think someone we have someone here from i think from typing uh we used to uh, know him well uh, we have Deacon Clement, um, mm. where he will be able to share a little bit about his experience. Uh, good morning, Ah, oh, good morning, Father. Good morning. Yes, uh, uh, Cardinal Sote was the uh, uh, first uh, parish priest. I mean, was the parish priest in Taiping when uh, soon after his ordination, and um, uh, that was my initial experience with him because. He was a close friend of my father. Um, he, when he came to Taiping, he set up the uh, first parish council and he had approached my father to be the president of the council. And uh, later, when my father died, uh, at that time he was the Archbishop of Kuala Lumpur, and uh, all the priests were busy with some meetings, I think so. And uh, Archbishop Sota came all the way to Taiping to attend uh, to say that celebrate the mass last so uh, he's someone very very special to me uh, um, i have uh, uh, father you're talking about paradox yes he's a man of paradox uh, he was like a, a real human person uh, someone who uh, uh, thought of people as more important than structures and institutions and even titles la. Even after being made a cardinal, he didn't want us to uh, call him in, the, in that sense, uh, eminence and all the titles were not important to him. Um, I used to take him around uh, visiting the sick because every time he wants, he comes to typing, he wants to go and visit the old and the sick. And uh, I would be taking him around and uh, he was uh, very loving. Uh, at the same time, he can be very straightforward. Uh, I remember visiting one uh, elderly uh, sick lady and she was complaining about diabetes and all that and then uh, Cardinal asked her uh, are you doing exercise and you're saying not so much and all that then he scolded her no? <laughs> stop praying stop praying uh, uh, you must take responsibility of your life uh, do exercise eat properly and then you pray then God will hear your prayer <laughs> so, uh, so he was a very straightforward uh, person uh, uh, but when I talk about paradox, uh, I, I would like to share one part of him, maybe many do not know about him, of his openness to the uh, Holy Spirit, especially uh, in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Because uh, on one of the uh, times when I took him to uh, visit the sick and pray with the sick, and he asked me to join him in praying over the sick, uh, and to my surprise, he started praying in tongues, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, later I confirmed with other uh, CCR leaders, yes, he had the gift of tongues, but he never showed it. He never advertised about it. But uh, now looking back, I can understand his uh, openness to the Holy Spirit because I was just uh, 24 years old in 1981 
when I uh, felt the promptings of wanting to serve God and my prayer group had, uh, suggested that I uh, do some full-time ministry and they give me a small sum of money and and uh, then I began to organize youth camps and all that. So one day, uh, Bishop Sota then, he met me and he was asking me what I was doing and I was just sharing. And then he went back and he decided to send me every month $250. I mean, uh, I was actually working full-time for the charismatic renewal, but uh, uh, that was that kind of support which gave me encouragement to uh, continue to serve the Lord. And I worked with him in the uh, Peninsula Malaysia service team. He was a great support for the Catholic charismatic renewal. And one significant experience was last year. We had the East, uh, Southeast Asian Charismatic Conference in Bukit Matrajam. And uh, he came for that conference sitting on a wheelchair. No? And he was attending all the sessions. It was really amazing uh, to see him uh, now, uh, joining in in the praise and worship and all that. Just on the cardinal, not saying, sitting on a chair, not saying anything at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a picture of him. Yeah, and just his presence uh, spoke volumes to me like, that he was indeed a man of the spirit. And I think all these years uh, in our journey in the Malaysian church, I think he was a man that was all really open to the spirit, especially what the spirit was saying to Vatican II and then the Ajana Mento and the, the call to be uh, uh, form communities. I remember him, uh, you know, my conviction about BCs uh, goes back to something that he said. Uh, he said that uh, Vatican II uh, is reminding us uh, that uh, the church is not so much a crowd of people. The uh, church is nowadays more a crowd, not so much a people of God. And that's why we need to be in small communities where we can experience Christian brotherhood in a very personal way. Uh. And uh, I also heard that uh, not very long ago, when someone was asking him about his reflections about the Malaysian church, uh, he was saying that, uh, yes, we have a lot of activities and a lot of good things happening, uh, but we lack fire, we lack zeal, we lack fervor. Uh, I think for me, that speaks a lot of someone that is open to the spirit uh, who can really see uh, where we need to change, where the church needs renewal today. And for me, uh, Cardinal Sota is an inspiring man of God, an inspiring church leader who teaches me, uh, you no know, leadership is not just about meetings or structures or uh, having positions, but being with the people, uh, journeying with people and, uh, and being uh, sensitive to what's happening in people's life and and then uh, challenging us to uh, you know, look beyond, to look at the Lord and to give ourselves to follow him. So uh, indeed, Cardinal Sote has been a very, very inspiring person in my own life. And I'm very grateful. You, talk, you, you yeah. talked about him coming coming to your parish. I think your first, he was, that was after his ordination, right? Immediately after yeah, his ordination. Yeah, he was his, ordained in 1966 yeah, and he came we to have a, We have a picture of, of his ordination souvenir card. Yeah, I just mm -hmm. want to... Ah, so this is, so I don't know whether you remember this. Uh, yeah, so uh, he was ordained on the 10th of December, 1966 at the Assumption Cathedral, yeah. Penang. Yeah, I my I went with my family for that ordination. I was, this time at Center 4, maybe about 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was 
the, the scripture verse that he chose, I will tell your name to my brethren and praise you where they are assembled. Psalm 21, 23. Uh, yes. So, yeah. wow, this is, yeah. But that's, yeah, you know, so long. Kevin, were you born then, Kevin? <laughs> I, was a few months, I was a few months old. Yeah. I, the, the only uh, contact I had with Cardinal was uh, I received my sacrament of confirmation uh, from him. So, probably, uh, as you said, uh, the touching moment was probably when he gave me a slap. There was another experience I had. Uh, my my uh, one of my brothers uh, wanted to marry a non-Catholic, uh, mm. and uh, uh, my father was very adamant against it. And uh, uh, the priest even came and tried to speak to my father. So one day, uh, Bishop Sota came to my house, spoke to my father, and told my father, uh, "I'll come. I'll take you and go for the wedding." <laughs> and uh, and my father relented and finally went for the wedding. <laughs> This so, a, yeah. Yeah. so this is the little stories that we, you know, that that enriches the, the, and celebrates the life of. Yeah, we have some nice comments uh, coming in. Uh, we see some nice comments about him sitting down, and uh, I see, you know, willing to sit down for tetare under a tree. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, yeah, there were there were, you know, no as I I, you know, uh, Cardinal Sorte was a living saint, and we would always tell him so. He would. He would thank us for introducing others into his life and will never fail to inquire about them when we meet. He also had his favorite date tari joint under a tree. I wonder where that is. Yeah. <laughs> he loved his food, uh, spicy curry. Yeah. Nasi banjir. Yeah. That's banjir. yeah, that's him. Yeah. That's that's him, you know. Uh, <laughs> never wasted food on his plate. Yeah. So and I think uh nice uh, uh, a little little anecdotes that you know we would remember thank you very much uh deacon for for having thank joined you, you know if, if there's one memory of him one quality like kevin has been asking you know what is it that you would want to remember him uh, okay for me personally as a deacon there's one experience that i've not shared uh, with anyone and that was when he scolded me <laughs> uh, because uh, uh there was, uh, when he was in the Sisters of the Poor, there was a nun there, and one of her uh, brothers in Taiping had, had amputation. So Cardinal uh, called me and asked me to make arrangements with communion ministers and all that. And uh, so, and that he was coming down to uh, visit him. And, and indeed he came, and I did make all the arrangements with communion ministers and getting different people in the parish to reach out to this person. But uh, the next time when I met him, uh, uh, a few weeks later, I met him mm. at the, the ordination of uh, two uh, seminarians. Uh, so he asked me about this person in the hospital. And then he asked me, you know, uh, did you go and visit him? <laughs> and I said, I didn't get a chance to go and visit him. He scolded me. <laughs> So don't 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 remember him. Don't remember him by that by by being scolded. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a very important. Uh, it was just Lent season, I, and I remember telling him then, uh, Kadina, I'll take your words and and really be more sensitive in reaching out to people. Uh, and I think I carried that uh, memory with me, uh, Not something as negative, uh, but a lesson uh, 
to be more concerned for people than many other activities. <laughs> to that scolding adds some pleasant memories too. We hope that you are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Deacon, for, for having me. Thank, Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, you know, Father Clarence, we are hearing a common theme, you know, on this tribute that, you know, uh, Cardinal was a man of doing, you know, focus more on doing, on, you know, reaching out to people. And that is something that we see a lot in our Pope itself, Pope Francis, you know, man of action, you know, doesn't just talk to talk, but walk to walk. And uh, we're very happy that uh, the Pope has also sent a message to the Archdiocese of Kuala Lumpur. And this is from the Pope. Having learned with sadness of the death of Cardinal Anthony Sote Fernandez, Pope Francis expresses his heartfelt condol condolences in a letter to Archbishop Julian Liao Beng Kim, the Archbishop of Kuala Lumpur, and to the clergy, religious, and laity of the Archdiocese of Kuala Lumpur. In his letter, the Pope prays for the Cardinal's eternal rest, expressing his gratitude for his faithful witness to the Gospel, his generous service to the Church in Malaysia, and his long-standing commitment to the promotion of ecumenism and interreligious dialogue. Finally, the Pope writes that to all who mourn the late Cardinal's passing in the sure hope of the resurrection, I cordially impart my apostolic blessing as a pledge of consolation and peace in Jesus Christ, our Saviour. That was from uh, Pope yeah. Francis. Amazing, amazing. You know, uh, towards, you know, after he, he retired, uh, you know, then, because I think we have a, somewhere in the tribute, we have a picture of him being told that, you know, he was at a dinner and then he was being told that, you know, there was announced that he's becoming Cardinal, you know, mm. very, very moving, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, he wasn't like on the table jumping or anything, but very, <laughs> maybe he couldn't, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's him. You know, I, I think one of the things that as he, as he matured, you know, I don't want to say age, but, you know, as he grew on in years, you know, another side, kind of a grandfather side, and I think that that was what he was to many seminarians when he moved to the seminary. Hmm. Uh, you know, like even though a spiritual father, I sometimes say he more like a spiritual grandfather than <laughs> there's a difference. You know, uh, hmm. yeah. So this morning we have uh, someone who had been with him in the seminary. I mean, who uh, I think we have Father Gerard. Hmm. Uh, now we bring, bring Father Gerard into this conversation. Good morning, Good Father morning, Gerard. Father. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Yes. Okay, fine. But you're a bit soft, though. Okay, I'll speak louder. Okay. <laughs> now you. Now he. He was with you in the seminary. Now he, when he came as spiritual father, uh, what was he like? I mean, after retirement, uh, you know, now being a spiritual father or grandfather to the seminarians. He was gentle yet firm. I remember be him being a great support to me personally. That was the year when I had just taken over uh, as rector and Father Edwin had gone on sabbatical. So it was just the two of us. And very often, you know, while I shouldered most of the responsibility in terms of admin and other stuff, um, very often I would go to his room and I said, okay, we've got this problem. Uh, and I said, I need you to pray. And that's when he will say, you know, Father Rector, I'm very obedient. I will go and pray. You know, I, I used to tease him about his so-called obedience because it was funny because I promised him obedience at ordination. And now as the so-called superior of the house, you know, he would say, You're, I'm obedient to you. 
Anyway, the fact is that he would always go with me out of the door. He would head to the um, prayer room on the third floor, climb up the stairs, and he would be there. And sometimes I would have to go and call him back and say, hey, problem solved, you can stop praying now, you know. But uh, that was the beautiful support he gave me uh, in a year when it was just the two of us with just a few seminarians uh, starting out, you know, in, in the beginning of my, my rectorship in the seminary. With the students, he was that, lonely, that, that, that lovely grandfather, sometimes irritated by the nonsense that they came up thing. It was. Yeah. Yeah, we lost you in the last bit, the last sentence. Yeah. He was firm, but he uh, was also gentle and, you know, sometimes he will scold, but, you know, in the next, you know, instance, he'd be giving the person a hug and bringing them back, you know, into the fold. I think, you know, that was something that was lovely about him, yeah. You know, one of so the things I, I remember, you know, of course, you know, when, uh, when he had his dietary restrictions, you know, so we, we call it the cheat days, the cheat days. You know, I know between the two of you, you will always say, you know, let's be naughty today, you know. and And... And what kind of food would he, would he look for, I mean, on those cheat days? Oh, as hot as possible. <laughs> uh, Achu, our cook, used to sometimes make uh, chakwetiao for breakfast. And there would be a special version for him with a lot more chili than I could ever dream of. Uh, <laughs> Father Edwin could, could have that, but I couldn't, you know. Uh, and so that's the thing, yeah. So his it, let's be naughty was our code word for let's go and eat and be pigs. And I remember one time at breakfast, my mother had come to visit and poor Archbishop, then Archbishop, got a scolding from my mother because she says, I thought you would keep Gerard in line and watch his diet because you were previously a medical person. But here I see you're just as bad as him. <laughs> so... This was let's be naughty was our was our little code word and and we enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. And, and it was sad. I thought about the let's be naughty at the end when he could not eat solid food anymore. You know, for me that would have been for someone who loved his food, uh, that would have been something hard. Yeah. Yeah, we we, we kind of very you know, those of us, you know, those of people who who exercise or, or watch their diets, you know, very politely call it cheat days, you know. And I think this is the terminology that maybe, you know, we should enshrine that, you know, naughty days, you know, uh, where you are allowed to eat other things, you know, it's amazing. You know, I, I one of the things that I remember, uh, Gerard, you know, his desire towards the end, he wanted to meet up with all those he ordained. You, you remember that, you know, we had a... Uh, all those priests that he ordained. If you have a picture here, uh, yeah, this was a gathering. I, I, I think about two, two years ago, Father Gerard? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, all the priests that were ordained, not, not everybody is here. Uh, almost everybody is here. So this was... And it's interesting that some of those people are people he ordained as Bishop of Penang as well. Yeah. Mm. 
So it's uh, uh, that was his constant desire, is it, you know, trying to get people to organize, uh, to bring together all those he ordained. And then, you know, we had two days, right? We had two days. And this was one of the outings. Talk about food, you know. It's, so this was <laughs> one of the outings, you know. Uh, yes, um, you know, having chendol in Penang, I, I remember this. And he was enjoying. So that was one of his one of his cheat days, I guess. <laughs> you know, in on this tribute, we've been hearing from uh, the priests like uh, Father Greg, Father Clarence, and uh, Deacon that uh, he they all had the the scolding from Cardinal Father Gerard. What did did was there any scolding for you? I can't imagine anyone giving you a telling off right now. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, I'm sure he must have scolded me at some point. Like, but you know. The, the beautiful thing is that, you know, I, I have a memory of me scolding him. You know? <laughs> in my early days as a young priest, there was something that went wrong. And, you know, it was something that somebody else in the diocese had, had done wrongly. Uh, and I took up the phone and gave him a piece of my mind. Um, and he listened to me, you know, and... A few days, you know, and I told him, I said, I don't want to talk anymore. I'm very upset with you, blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I went off in a half. The next day, he calls me, said, Gerard, are you okay? I said, yeah, I, I'm okay, but I'm still like, upset with you, but never mind, <laughs> you know. And a few days ago, again, he calls me, and finally, I'm sort of like over it. And I remember he, he, he gently, very kindly uh brought that you know his gentleness won me over i think you know that, that that was special so yeah yeah but you know i i i've been party in a bigger group in the seminary you know sometimes he would scold us you fellas have no passion in what you do you know like passion was one of his big things you know and so as a community we got we we got it yeah yeah Yeah. Anyway, th those were some of the catchphrases I think uh, he often repeated. Uh, uh, now, you know, uh, passion. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was one of the things that he kept saying. Uh, I, I can't remember fully, but I know, I know there's something else that he he joins it with. Uh, but yeah, but I think, and I think, you know, these are the memories that would keep him alive uh, in the life of many people. Yeah. Uh, Earlier, you mentioned "be beget be gone." That's right. This this morning when I celebrated Mass, at the end of the Mass, I was tempted to say, be, beget, and be gone. You know, I didn't think that, you know, I think I think that would have shocked the priests so much. But, you know, but that was for me something that, that, that stuck with me. Be, beget, and, you know, multiply, and, and then after that, move on, you know, to the next part of your mission. And I guess that's what... It, he's done i mean he's he's been the person that he was to all of us he's begotten in terms of so much fruit of his life and ministry his being as well as his doing and now he's gone to heaven mm. and that's how i'd like to remember him if i might share just one final anecdote sure Last week uh, on Friday, the day after the feast of St. John Paul II, uh, Cardinal Sauter loved the former Pope, okay, the, the previous Pope. And he had a special uh, 
uh, devotion to him. In fact, one at the time of uh, his death, Cardinal Sote was in hospital and he watched the entire proceedings uh, of his funeral and all that uh, on CNN and everything. And last week, when the day after the feast day, because sadly I was bogged down on the feast day itself, I brought him the relic that we have in CDM of mm. St. John Paul II. And when I went, he was actually sleeping, uh, but I waited. And then Father Lewis, who was with me, said, you know, he's not actually sleeping. Let's talk to him. And I just talked to him. And he opened his eyes and he gave me a half smile. And I said, look, I brought you someone else. I brought you to St. John Paul II. And he, he looked up a little bit more. Uh, the eyes got a bit more open. And I, I showed him what I brought, you know, which was a relic in the reliquary. And he reached out for it very feebly, but reached out for it, took it and gave it a kiss, you know, and gave it back to me giving me a smile. And that's something I'd like to remember him by. Mm. A man of great love, a man who loved the faith, the, the, the church, and all humanity. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I think, yeah, uh, we are coming close to the time for the funeral mass. Uh, yeah. You know, just before, you know, I think that there are many stories. I see many people uh, putting their tributes. Uh, the Archdiocese has got a uh, an online condolence book, uh, and uh, we would like to encourage uh, as many people as possible to to record those memories. You know, you could go to I think it's uh, wake.archkl.org. It's w-a-k-e.archkl.org. Uh, you can go to the condolence book. Uh, post pictures that you have with him, uh, memories of him, uh, because at the end of it all. Uh, we're going to try and compile them into a book and you know uh, to, to capture these memories as i said uh, and we have been talking it's memories that that keep the person alive and we want to keep that those memories alive so to all our listeners out there uh, please do go to the uh, online uh, condolence book uh, if you've had an experience uh, tell us your story briefly if you have a picture post your picture that you would like to share and hopefully we could capture all this uh, into a book uh, for our memory too. Yeah. So it's almost time, Kevin. Yep. Thank you, Father Gerard, for sharing with us your memories. I don't know. Thank you. Is there any more comments uh, that we can uh, we want to mention just before we we end the tribute? This is from Father George Harrison. Thank you, Cardinal Soter, Father, a shepherd. You have inspired me in many ways. I remember very clearly how excited I was to meet you when I was 16 years old as a young messenger for BEC Ampang Town, helping my mom, who was the BEC leader then. You came with Father Peter, the parish priest of St. Anthony Kiel. You went around on pastoral visit, Ascension Chapel, Ampang Tase, all BEC zones, visiting communities, listening and encouraging us to build our faith communities based on the word shared and lived. In the BEC. We were very firm on the point to set aside every Wednesday of the week for the BEC. We saw the BECs growing. You have given us the good fiery spirit of Argumento 1976. Certainly, Father Clarence, whatever that uh, Cardinal did, he did it with passion, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That's, you know, uh, mission with, with passion. I guess that's mm -hmm. something that we could remember him also. You know. 
That's nice. Uh, Nelson does a day out for lunch at Bangsa Village with his eminence. He shared a lot of stories on his journey as a priest and also as a bishop. Certainly have a lot of stories from Cardinal. Nicholas Lutz. Disability Awareness Event and Special Mass celebrated by Cardinal Soter Fernandez, hosted by Eagles Wing Ministry. And we have Rita. Rita, another tribute. This was a memorable meeting for us. He shared his vision for BCAT and our VCs. Yeah. Ash Dyson BCAT. Yeah. Ash Dyson BCAT. Certainly a family man. Picture there from Charmaine. So put put up your pictures. Go to the go to the go to the online condolence book. Put up more pictures, uh, stories. Uh, though our show may have to come to an end, but the memory and the life goes on. We celebrate that person. Kevin, what is your one memory, Kevin? Before we end. Well, you know, unfortunately, I I, from, I couldn't apart from, I, from the slap that you got, but yeah, that's the only memory. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, yes, I certainly do remember. Uh, I mean, as I was a young kid when he was a uh, bishop, and you know, he I knew if I knew the bishop when I was a young kid, means that he was really out there. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, uh, so you know. Uh, that was really the theme today. You know, he can be humble and gentle, but he was also passionate. And you know, he just uh, did what what he wanted to do. You know, mm. he didn't just talk about it, but he he made sure that he he went out as uh, Deacon Clement and everyone that shared on the tribute today. You know, always wanted to see people like you said yourself, for Clarence, face to face meetings, uh, visit the sick, visit the poor, family man. You know, as Catherine has has shared, really a. I've, I've heard of this, the people's bishop, and certainly he was uh, the people's bishop. And yeah, so we say a prayer together. Uh, Let's say a prayer, and also we have a tribute video that we'll put up uh, as we end the show and uh, let you continue, uh, let our viewers continue uh, to attend the live streaming mass on Archkel for Cardinal Sotia Fernandez. So thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Kevin, uh, for having me over. Uh, and all our guests too. Let's let's pray. Uh, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our loving Father, we thank you for the gift of Cardinal Sorte to many of us. We thank you for the memories that you have instilled in our hearts and our minds. We continue to pray that, that his dedication, his zeal, his humility, his compassion, his love, his mission may also take root in our own lives, in our own ways, wherever we are. May we continue the work that he had started to be able to be that bridge to bring your love to all. Lord, grant him eternal rest. Receive him into that eternal kingdom together with all the angels and saints. May he rejoice in your loving presence. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Son and the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you very much, Father Clarence, for uh, joining us on this special broadcast tribute. Forever in our hearts, Cardinal Anthony Sotef Fernandez. And thank you for watching. Keep the comments coming. Keep your stories coming. And also, as Father mentioned, go to the uh, uh, Archdiocese uh, book. 
and also drop your pictures and your comments there so we can compile them. And we will end with a video and don't forget to uh, join in for the Funeral Mass on the ArchKL uh, YouTube channel live stream. Oh, no.